0: Western New York race fans, it's time to crank it up.
1: Start your engine! For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track.
2: All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host. Let's go out there and have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 11.03 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of wgr's fast track i'm dave buchanan thanks for listening as always and we're back we've been gone for so long but we're back after a couple of weeks off uh no easter no masters golf just nothing this sunday and we're back on the air after a couple of weeks off uh catching you up uh, we're always off on easter sunday that's been a kind of tradition of the show and then the week before that the masters when they had the weather delay at, or not a weather delay but they adjusted the schedule due to the weather at augusta and they had all the big names tee off in the morning uh they are the radio coverage got shifted the morning and that bumped us out of the 11 a.m time slot now i did have a chance to Come in and, and host later in the afternoon if I wanted to, but I I passed on that. So please don't you know send management nasty messages because I did they did offer me you know, if you want to come in after the masters and do the show, uh, but it just didn't work with my schedule a couple of weeks ago. But uh, no golf, no Easter Bunny. We're back here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and man, a lot going on. Uh, we've got just tons of speed on uh, TV and on your radios this morning. If you're looking for uh, fast and furious action, you got. NASCAR in Talladega, and you've got NHRA in Charlotte for the four wide nationals today. Uh, Lots of great action, and despite what the weather's been this weekend, especially those of you who got some snow this weekend, local racing season is here! It is uh, the end of April, we're heading into the month of May, and uh, the local tracks are slowly but surely getting ready to open up. They would have done so already if Mother Nature would let them, but uh, we are in the... about to get rolling here locally in Western New York and Southern Ontario at our local race tracks and we're going to be talking about that in about 11 minutes with one of the area's top drivers on dirt Matt Williamson who's got a busy season ahead of him it's already started it's already started in fact as uh, he'll be back at the big R on Friday nights so at Ransomville Speedway running weekly in their 358 modified division and also tackling the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modified Series for uh, Buzz Chu, uh, the Buzz Chew Chevrolet team in the 88 car. And he's off to a good start there with a second-place finish in their season opener a couple of weeks ago. They got rained out this weekend. Uh, but uh, Matt will be looking to be at the Big R this Friday night for the season opener as uh, Ranceville Speedway kicks off their 62nd season of racing. So we're going to talk to Mighty Matt in about 10 minutes here on the program. Coming up at the bottom of the hour... As I said, NASCAR in Talladega today, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. We're also going to do more with uh, Alan Kavana from Fox Sports, who uh, you can find him on Race Hub and on their Truck Series coverage. Uh, Alan is going to check in with us at the bottom of the hour. Alan, a busy guy, also uh, hosts a podcast and uh, just uh, covers all things NASCAR uh, on your TVs and on the, inter- on the Internet as well. Too. But uh, phone lines are open here for you this morning, 803-0550, Been a couple of weeks. If you missed us, you want to catch up, feel free to chime in here this morning. Again, 803-0550. Phone lines are open here right off the bat. We're also on Twitter, at uh, FastTrack550. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, too, facebook.com, slash FastTrack. Uh, today at Talladega, by the way, the race will be here on WGR. We're going to have live flag to flag coverage pre-race coming up at one o'clock this afternoon here on WGR with the green flag just after two o'clock today for the, uh, running of the 50th annual Geico 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway in Talladega, Alabama, uh, Bonus, if you are going to be tu- tuning in to today's radio coverage, Dale Jarrett, the former NASCAR Cup Series champion, NASCAR Hall of Famer, Dale Jarrett, will be uh, on the broadcast today for the Motor Racing Network, so it'll be nice to get his insights along with the uh, MRN crew that are down there uh, working the uh, straightaways and turns of the 2.66 Talladega Super Speedway. So, again, pre-race at 1 o'clock, green flag, just after 2 here on WGR. Uh, and... Today's race, it is, again, kind of the theme of this year. Uh, There are more unknowns than knowns coming into today's race. We've said that a lot here uh, during these opening months of the season, especially the first few races of the year, such as Daytona and Atlanta and Vegas, uh, with all the new rules packages concerning aerodynamics and everything, today is the first race of the new Super Speedway Package and the end of restrictor plate racing it is now a tapered spacer racing, I guess you could call it. As uh, teams, we have a tapered spacer on their uh, engines instead of the uh, old uh, restrictor plate. Those have gone away. Uh, they do have more horsepower. They have four, uh, 550 horsepower on the cars, and actually speeds have been up uh, so far uh, in qualifying and in the practice sessions, uh, the practice speeds in the draft, uh, fastest speeds at average at 204 miles an hour uh, much lower in qualifying because they did single car qualifying so the pull speed for today only 192 miles an hour but the uh, practice speeds uh up into the 202s to 204 range and after the first round of practice this weekend uh when they were going already 202 203 204 nascar tried to do something to uh make them go slower they put a, uh, what they call a wicker bill, a, a curved piece of metal uh, at a 90 degree angle on the top of the spoiler, which is bigger, uh, which of course is taller this year on the cup cars. They tried to do that to make them slower. And in fact, it sped them up for the second round of practice when they uh, when, when they went out there with the wicker bill on the rear spoiler. Because uh, from what we've been hearing is uh, it actually creates a bigger hole in the air and allows these cars in the draft to go faster. And that you're going to hear the the phrase closing rate a lot today. Whether you're listening on the radio uh, here on WGR or if you're going to watch the broadcast on Fox today, you're going to hear the the phrase closing rate probably a lot today. It's going to be the uh, the drinking phrase of the broadcast. If you're if you're a NASCAR person on Twitter, the old uh, uh, Drinking game, whatever uh, phrase of the week that we'll probably hear repeatedly. Closing rate is probably what you're going to hear a lot today because these cars really close up. And, and we could have the potential of a very different uh, kind of restrictor plate. up excuse me. I uh, can't say the name. anymore. Super Speedway race than we've been seeing in NASCAR for the last, I don't know, five to ten years in the uh, Gen 6 restrictor plate cars. Uh, In the past, you know, the kind of the best way to win at the super speedways, Daytona and Talladega here the last five to 10 years, especially last five years, is who can be the best blocker, who can get out in front of that pack and, you know, be in charge of that longest line. And when that second line kind of pulls up on the inside or on the outside, be able to block both of those lanes. Guys like Joey Logano, Ricky Stenhouse, uh, really good at doing that. Brad Keselowski, very good at doing that. Uh, that might not be the way to win today at Talladega because you might not have as much time to throw that block as you did in years past. Because these cars are cutting bigger holes in the air. Uh, think about it; they're, they're almost more like the, a truck, uh, the tr- a truck series uh, truck. How big of a hole they cut in the air, which makes their racing so much better than the the Cup and the Xfinity cars. That's kind of what's going to happen today, and these cars suck up on the leader a lot quicker and at a higher rate of speed. So if that guy tries to throw that block, there's a good chance if he doesn't time it right, and again, it's going to have to be a lot faster to throw that block, they're going to get hooked and turned and spun down the straightaway and possibly cause a multi-car pileup. So that is going to be the theme of the day today and and still a lot of unknowns because we haven't seen it in a race setting. We've seen it in you know, in testing and in practice so far this weekend, but they haven't done it in race mode. So today could be a uh, very expensive day for team owners as the potential for a lot of wreck race cars. Not that they already is at a super speedway race, but even more so today because of the unknowns. And, uh, you know, if if these guys try and block up too much, you know, with uh, the faster closing rate, they could get taken out a lot quicker. So that is going to be something to really watch for today. And hopefully uh, just... Hopefully it doesn't get too bad where we get cars getting airborne, which is also, which is always the uh, the biggest threat at the super speedway races when a a car gets turned sideways and that rear end gets up in the air. We get cars going airborne, which of course gave us the birth of restrictor plate racing uh, 32 years ago. I think I think it was 87. 87. I think was the year when Bobby Allison got airborne at Talladega and took out the catch fence and uh, got in had some fans injured in the process uh, which actually that crash has been prominent in Fox's advertising which is pretty uh, disturbing but uh, they're advertising for this race, you, you see that Bobby Allison wreck at Talladega uh, when he gets in the catch fights. that was that's what created restrictor plate racing in NASCAR because if for those of you that were around back then or just know your history you know 85 you know Bill Elliott going 212 uh with as those cup cars had no restrictor plates on them they had their You know, full engine package and they were uh, even without the draft going over 200 miles an hour and you started to see those big scary pileups. Richard Petty was in a a horrible uh, super speedway wreck around that time and then the Bobby Allison one that's when NASCAR decided to put the restrictor plates on the cars but this is about as fast as they've gone since then uh, here Again, 204 in the draft in practice. We will see what kind of race uh, that leads to today. Quick look at the uh, starting lineup uh, some familiar names from last year's Daytona 500 as it's Austin Dillon and Eric Almarola, who of course got together on the last lap of the Daytona 500 last year. They share the front row today as Austin Dillon. Thought this was a neat stat. Uh, Austin Dillon giving Richard Childress Racing and the three car. Uh, the three-car, its first pull at Talladega in 25 years. Uh, it's Dale Earnhardt had the pull in 94, of course. Uh, the Intimidator won 10 times at Talladega, including his very last Cup Series win. Uh, so for the first time since 94, uh, Austin Dillon has the three-car on the pull at Talladega alongside Eric Almirola. His teammate, Clint Boyer, rolling off third today. Brad Keselowski, always a strong threat at the at a restrict, uh Dang it, that's twice now. Super Speedway track Uh, will roll off fourth. Daniel Hemrick, again, some great qualifying runs for Hemrick in the Richard Childers Racing uh, number eight car. Uh, Hasn't had the finishes, has had some bad luck, but I know I've mentioned his name a couple of times here over the last few shows, just how well he's been doing qualifying. But again, just hasn't had the finishes go with it for the rookie driver. Ricky Stenhouse, always a threat at at Audi Super Speedway, including Talladega, where he's finished in the top five, four out of the last five races at Talladega. So obviously keep an eye on the 17 car. Then you've got the Penske cars of Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano in row number four. Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson uh, round out your top ten starters. Chase Elliott. Uh, always a threat as well. He starts 11th. Then you got Michael McDowell, of course. Super speedway races lend themselves to underdogs and dark horses to steal wins, especially if there's a lot of carnage. And it's always those front row car, front row motorsports cars that always seem to be uh, those ones lurking around at the end of a super speedway race. And Michael McDowell could be there in 34th. Same story with Ty Dillon. Always there at the end. It seems like at a super speedway race, especially when there's a lot of carnage, uh, he'll be going off uh, 13th today. He shares row seven with Kurt Busch. Uh, Who else we got here? Uh, Kevin Harvick, Martin Shuex, probably took it a little more safer in qualifying. Didn't take as probably many, um, probably didn't really trim the car out for qualifying. I probably concentrated more on their race setups. They qualified 19th and 20th. Same for Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch. They're 21st, 22nd. Then you got Denny Hamlin back in 23rd. William Byron starts uh, 25th today. Eric Jones, 27th. Ryan Priest back in 30th. Jeffrey Earnhardt in today's race. He starts 33rd today. And uh, that's kind of it for uh, notable names in the field. There were some uh, pre-qualifying inspection uh, issues for a couple of cars. Uh, Notably, actually, your pole sitter, Austin Dillon, I believe it was on Friday. He had the rear deck lid on his car confiscated by NASCAR. Uh, I think those penalties for that, though, uh, since it was before qualifying, he'll still start on the pole today. Uh, I think the penalties for that infraction might not come down until later this week. And then I believe it was Kurt Busch. He had his car fail uh, qualifying a couple of times as well too, and uh, I believe he had a a car chief uh, ejected from the facility already because of uh, those uh, failed pre-qualifying inspections. Again, when you have your uh, car fail two, three times, they start ejecting car chiefs and crew chiefs and fines and all that fun stuff. So uh, NASCAR been uh, pretty stout uh, in their inspection process this weekend. But again, uh, the race coming up today at one o'clock and or excuse me, pre-race coming up here at 1 o'clock on WGR Green Flag, just after 2. And again, it's just don't know what to expect. Again, with the, 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 the common theme this year, with the rules changes, we don't know what we're going to see because they have not been tested uh, in a race setting that, uh, you know, it's got a lot of uh, nodes. So you'll probably be seeing uh, maybe a lot of guys hang at the back here early on, which isn't always the best strategy, but whenever they still have that uh, possibility. But uh, I bet just... Judging based off the qualifying results, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you see all the Gibbs cars kind of at the back of the pack for most of the day. I mean, if you looked at where they qualified, they weren't, uh, you know, emphasizing themselves on getting a great starting position. They're more about maybe just surviving today. And uh, despite them dominating so far this year, I wouldn't be surprised if all the JGR cars kind of hang out at the back of the pack today. Uh, 803-0550. But right now, let's go to the Wester Hotline and bring in. From the Superdirt Car Series and the Ransomville Speedway, Matt Williamson joins us on the line from St. Catharines. Matt, Steve Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning, my friend.
0: Nice to hear from you. How are you
2: doing? Doing well, and uh, I'm, well, I'll am well. i be honest, I'm really excited to be seeing you on Friday nights again this season. When I found out you were going to be driving uh, the, the Wentz Propane Number 6 this year at the Big R on Friday nights, I was really excited. I'm really looking forward to seeing you race there once again on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to be back. Um, you know, it's an awesome opportunity to drive for uh CW racing with Paul and, and, um, Pete Coco, um, you know, the Wentz painting car. It's, uh, you know, Scott Kerwin's been buying the wheel for the last however many years, you know, forever it seems mm-hmm. like, and, uh, you know, they wanted to, um, you know, try and try and race more and, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do it for him. So, uh, we get to be back every Friday night there and, um, you know, we went out last night, got in the car for the first time and uh it's it's pretty stout, so I'm excited for Friday.
2: It uh, looks real sharp. Unfortunately, practice was rained out this past Friday night, but the, as you said, the season opener this Friday, uh, you you enter into a, a modified division with plenty of guys you're very familiar with, but a, a stout field of competition you're going to face on Friday nights with reigning champ Eric Rudolph, former multi-time champ Ryan Susi, the Mr. Small Block himself, Pete Picknell, Chad Brockman, Jesse Cottres, just a, a lot of talented guys that you've raced around with for a number of years, but uh just going head to head with those guys on a weekly basis at, at ranceville it's going to make for a, a challenge for you and the, and your team
0: yeah exactly you know you said it right um there's there's certainly a lot of competition there and uh you know Ritzville's pretty awesome uh racetrack to race on it's it's pretty racy and um you know it makes it so that when you have a good car you can go to the front and um hopefully we can we can knock off some wins there and and uh you know maybe at the end we could we could come away with a championship
2: of course in three fifty eight modified racing right now, Matt, is the uh the, the great uh, W sixteen engine package that is uh permeating into the division, a lot of guys running with it. Uh what kind of power plant do you have under the hood? Is it is it the W sixteen motor or do you have a, a regular three fifty eight here? Uh
0: it's a W sixteen. Um I have my own car has a, a regular three fifty eight motor. Um, the the Wentz propane car is uh is a W sixteen, like I just said. Um and, and we got out with it yesterday. We ended up doing some laps with it, and I was actually very impressed with it. I didn't, uh, I didn't think that it was it was that much different from my own car. And and we we were running them side by side and basically on the same track. And um, you know they were within a tent. The one was better one time, and the other one was better the other time. So um, you know it's pretty impressive to see the motor the motor run as good as it did.
2: Where did you get on track yesterday? I learned a lot of tracks rained out this weekend.
0: Yeah, Merrittville rained out and. Um, there was a guy that came down from Quebec, and he wanted to race, so he ended up renting the track off of Donnie Spees. Oh, okay. Uh, we went out and got a few laps just to shake down the car
2: yesterday. Uh, so just like one of them private test sessions. <laughs>
0: private test session, yeah. We were, we were special enough to be in the private test session. <laughs> uh,
2: how, are you going to be running Merrittville on Saturday nights this year, too? Uh, we're going to be there until pretty
0: much August, and then uh, we're going to go to Orange County. We're going to miss a race at Merrittville when we go to Orange County. And um, race for a hundred thousand, and then uh, we're going to miss another race when
2: we go to Lebanon Valley for the Super Dirt Series race. And that'll be your your own car up there at Merrittville.
0: Yes, my own car um, at Merrittville every Saturday night, and then uh, my own big block car at all the Canadian Super Dirt Series races.
2: Yeah. I was going to, you're also run the super dirt car series and you're off to a good start there with a second place finish in the season opener. And you, you've teamed up with a, a pretty strong operation. Uh, the Buzz Chew team, the Buzz Chew Chevrolet team and that 88 car that, uh, Mike Mahaney most recently drove in. Uh, how did you get hooked up with those guys and, and how do you like working with them?
0: Um, I met spot, uh, last year during the summer.
2: Um, you know, and we got, we got talking a little bit
0: and, uh, Everything, you know, kind of transpired after Charlotte this year, and um, we we made a game plan to to kind of chase the SuperCar series and and start off by doing by doing those races and kind of take it one one thing at a time. And um, it it just it, it kind of fell into my lap, and, and it's 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 probably the best opportunity you could have for for the SuperCar series. You know, their their stuff is is second to none, and uh, it, it's it's very humbling to for them to give me the opportunity. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, I can't be appreciative enough for Buzz and um, his whole family for giving me the opportunity. And um, I'm super excited to, to try and knock off a win with them guys in the Super Riches. I'm tired of finishing second on that deal.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'd be a huge accomplishment for you to get into the winner's circle of the Super Dirt Car Series. You guys were supposed to race this weekend at Fulton, but unfortunately it got rained out. Next stop for them is Tuesday, May 7th. At the Outlaw Speedway in Dundee, New York, kind of out by Watkins Glen. Uh, when you look at the, the Superdirt car schedule, Matt, what are some of the challenges and what are some of the facilities you're looking to going to for the most or looking forward to going to most?
0: Um, you know, anytime you can get racing, you're excited about it, especially with the equipment that they give me. Um, you know, came in, we kind of had circled on the calendar. That was the place we went to last year and ran good with our small block. Um Fulton was one of those races that I thought we had a good chance at winning. We went to the outlaw two hundred last year and uh led the first seventy five laps and then broke a drag shaft. So um you know you want to go back to those places that you you've had misfortunes and had a good card and you, you, you feel like you put yourself in a position to win and and don't you know it's almost like going back to redeem yourself so um I was bummed that Fulton rained out. Um, we ran good last year at outlaw. When we went there for the short track super series with Jeff mm-hmm. Um that's probably a, a race I'm looking forward to. Um, the biggest challenge is probably going to be Lebanon Valley. Um, I've never raced there. That's probably the only place I haven't raced at, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's a little bit different of a track than what we're used to in in upstate New York. So um, that's probably going to be the the biggest biggest challenge. But um, spotting the guys, they want to go there and and try and get a night in under under our belt before we go and race there for the super dirt series to try and and make ourselves better so we're going to uh we're going to work at it and try and uh try and go there with a shot to win
2: and I, I know uh you got to be excited that Eldora's back on the schedule this year and you guys uh running with the uh, the truck series and your, your buddy Stuart Friesen uh, will be down there but I'm sure you're excited to head back to Eldora in July
0: yeah that place is uh you know as everybody knows it's, it's probably the the best dirt facility in the northeast or in the country I should say um you know, you can't thank them enough for having the Super Dirt Series come to town when the trucks do, and um, it, it goes to show you show you how much national exposure um, we're going to get by going to that, and you know how well respected the Super Dirt Series is by them giving the Super Dirt Series the opportunity. So, um, hopefully, we can go there and put on a good show and show show the whole country what modifieds are all about.
2: You mentioned uh, last year driving for the Barron's team on the, the Short Track Series. Uh, one of the most exciting races I watched, and I watched it from my computer on Speed 51, but you and Andy Bacchetti, I think it was around Super Dirt Week. I can't remember the track now, but you guys had a battle, and I think he got you on the last lap. What race was that last year?
0: Yeah, I don't like to look back at that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that was uh, that was Thunder Mountain. Super yeah. Super Dirt Week, and it's, there's a funny story with that race. Is uh, Thunder Mountain's probably... you know, a regular car ride, probably two hours, um, from Oswego. Uh And, uh, of course we had rain on Saturday in the morning. So everything got delayed at Oswego and, and we were, we were in a good position in the points for the, for the short track super series, but we kind of knew that that was going to be a conflict. Yeah. And, uh, we ended up getting out of Oswego, racing down, doing, you know, hopefully there's no police officers listening, but (laughs) we were doing probably like 95, uh, miles an hour down the, down the 81 to get to, um, thunder mountain in time and of course we were driving safe um, and uh we pulled in just in time for our heat race and uh went out and won our heat race started on the pole and you know as you said andy the passed me in the last lap and uh we got caught up in lap traffic it was it was a bummer we um we put ourselves in a good position to win that race and it would have been nice to knock off a win for jeff and jeff and the guys they they worked really hard at that deal and um you know unfortunately we didn't last year but uh we're looking forward to it this year. We we didn't think we would be um, as good as we were at the end in the points because when we went to Orange County at, for the very first race, we mm. blew the motor up. Um, so you know, if we look back at that and and see what what could happen if we didn't blow that motor up, I think we would have been in a good position to win that deal. So um, it's kind of like a redemption year this year.
2: Well, Matt, with your performances like that last year and touring with that team, uh, the Barron team last year, and what you're going to do this year at the Super Dirt Car Series, uh, one of the we've got you know Eric Stewart and and now you and you know guys like Ryan Soucy and and in, in the past guys you know like Chad Brockman that have come from this area, Western New York, you know Southern Ontario, the Niagara region, as I like to call it, for the Super Dirt Car Series to go represent our area and show people in the Eastern part of New York state and other parts of the Northeast that we've got some really darn good race car drivers in the dirt modified ranks. And uh, I just wanted to commend you for uh, showing those folks that we've got some talent up here and just wanted to say great job that you've done in the past. And I wanted to wish you the best of luck here in 2019.
0: Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. And yeah, um, like you said, you know, Ransville on Friday nights, it's going to be exciting with, uh, with all the talent that's there and, you know, us joining the ranks. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to see.
2: Look forward to see you on a Friday night, my friend. All right, thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yep, Matt Williamson. You can uh, find him on Twitter, at Williamson6. Friday nights at the Big R, driving for uh, Pete Coco and Paul Wentz in the uh, Wentz Propane Number 6. Saturday nights, I didn't mean to overlook his uh, Saturday night uh, ride at Merrifield Speedway, his own ride, but, yeah, you can catch him Saturday nights at the Merrifield Speedway, too, and then, of course, with the uh, Super Dirt Car Series, uh, running for uh, the Buzz Chew Chevrolet team, the 88 car. Uh, again, this weekend, coming weekend, Friday night, Ransomville, Saturday night, Merrittville. Hopefully, the weather cooperates and so we can do some racing here in western New York and southern Ontario. We get back. We're going to talk to uh, Alan Cavana from Fox Sports and uh, NASCAR and Fox as uh, we continue to preview, preview today's NASCAR race at Talladega. That's coming up next. You're on Fast Track. Hi, this is Austin Dillon, driver of the number
1: three Dow Chevrolet. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550.
2: Austin Dillon on the poll for today's Geico 500 from the Talladega Super Speedway. You can hear it right here on WGR. Live coverage from our friends at the Motor Racing Network It's going at 1 o'clock today. Green flag just after 2. And again, Dale Jarrett on the broadcast today for the Motor Racing Network. F1 already in action today. They were over in Baku, Azerbaijan. And it was a Mercedes 1-2 sweep as Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton taking the top two spots. And of course, you had to find Ferrari on the podium as well, too, as Sebastian Vettel rounding out the top three. Max Verstappen for Red Bull. Charles Leclerc for Ferrari round out the top five. Then you had Sergio Perez, uh, the McLaren team of Sainz and Lando Norris. Uh, Canadian Lance Stroll in ninth. Kimi Raikkonen rounding out the top ten. Haas F1, not a great day. Uh, Kevin Magnussen finishing 13th. And Roman Grosjean uh, retired, uh, placing uh, 18th, I guess you could say, uh, with a brake failure on the uh, Haas F1 car for Grosjean. In practice earlier this weekend, I saw the the clip on Twitter, uh, and I can't remember which car it was now, but they there was actually like a sewer grate or something. They ran over, and it tore the heck out of the bottom of the car because it was a street course there in Azerbaijan. But uh, it's been a, a wild weekend. They had some pretty nasty practice crashes on top of the, the uh sewer manhole cover or something, taking out the bottom of one of the cars. Uh, Valteri Bodost, your points leader, has a one-point advantage over teammate Lewis Hamilton, and then the Ferraris are way back, uh, and for and Verstappen for Red Bull are way behind the two uh, Mercedes cars. Uh, also, as I mentioned off the top, NHRA in action, the four-wide Nationals, the second of the two uh, four-wide events on the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series schedule. Uh, Mike Salinas, who won top fuel at Vegas earlier this year in the four rights. He's top qualifier there. Robert Height, who's already got three wins out of the first five races as your top qualifier in Funny Car. Uh, no Pro Stock this time around. They are uh, on their one of their breaks this year as, again, Pro Stock has a shortened schedule. Uh, Karen Stoffer is the top qualifier in Pro uh, Pro Stock Motorcycle. Also, pro, the Pro Mods are in Charlotte this weekend. And Mike Janis, uh, the reigning C- uh, division class champion there in NHRA Pro Mod, And uh, Lancaster's very own uh, qualifying number seven today in pro mod. So uh, they'll be in action as well. Uh, I already saw Dan Fletcher, unfortunately, got eliminated in both classes. He's running in this weekend, uh, too, unfortunately for him. Uh, IndyCar, uh, of course, the calendar about to turn to the month of May, which you know what it means. They get down to business at the Brickyard in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. In fact, they've already had a test session this week at the Brickyard, and coming up uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend is the uh, Grand Prix race on the course there at the Brickyard, the uh, Indianapolis Grand Prix. And then, of course, they'll go into... Uh, Indy 500 mode there at the Brickyard with practice and qualifying for the greatest spectacle in racing coming up Memorial Day weekend. And we'll have more on IndyCar in the month of May and in the coming weeks here on the program. But right now, let's go to the Western Hotline and Bring-In from Race Hub on Fox and NASCAR on Fox. Alan Kavanagh joins us on the line again. Alan, Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Always great to talk to you, Dave. Yeah, it's great c- catching up with you, Alan. Appreciate you taking the time to talk to us this morning. And as I kind of set off the top here, uh, another one of those races here to start this 2019 season, where there's a lot more unknowns than knowns for today's race at Talladega.
1: Really, it really is, and it's so strange. I mean, we've nine races into the season so far, and so many of them have had, you know, featured a different combination of setup or aerodynamics or, or different kind of engines. And just a different combination of everything. And now we get to another race, the 10th race of the season, where we're seeing it again. This one, a super speedway down in Talladega. Used to call it a restrictor plate race. People might know that term, but those are gone for the first time in 30-plus years. No more restrictor plates. A totally different type of racing down in Talladega. And I don't think any of us know what to expect, including the teams.
2: Uh, I will admit, I've already called it a restrictor plate race twice this morning, and I quickly corrected myself. Trying to, now i got to switch my brain to say super speedway race instead of restrictor plate race.
1: Yeah, it's, it's something we'll, we'll all have to change. And, and I encourage everyone, don't get too caught up in the minutia because it, we're still going to see the packs of racing, and uh, I, I think we're going to see a different kind of excitement today in terms of drivers that are able to catch you know, the leader. Sometimes when you're the leader at these big tracks, you can block and you can protect each line, and that's what we love about them. We're going to see big runs from packs of cars coming from behind and, and chasing down the leader like you sitting still. At least that's what people are expecting. So it'll be a little different.
2: When you look at the starting lineup, Alan, uh, you could maybe see some teams maybe showing their hand a little bit, maybe strategy-wise. You look at you know all the Gibbs cars are starting you know 20th on back with uh, Truex, Bush, Hamlin, and Eric Jones. But then you look at the front of the lineup today and you've got uh, a couple Stuart Haas cars, you got the uh, Richard Childress cars, of course. It seems like those teams might be running, they're focusing on maybe running up front all day, where, whereas the Gibbs cars, which they've done in past uh, super speedway races, they might just hang back for most of the race today and try and survive.
1: It, it is, and Talladega has proven to be a type of track where you can pull that strategy off, right? Uh, I do a podcast called Positive Regression, and we talked about uh you can break down by position where the safest parts are during this race the safest place to be is the leader because no one's going to the leader rarely wrecks at these big tracks and also the safest part to be at the back so if you i think you might see some of these joe gibbs racing toyotas look it's a 500 mile race it's long it's not the most fun or sexy thing to look at but you have to survive to be there at the end and we might see some of these toyotas gang up in the back drive around until the end until it's go time and then show their muscle Uh, We've seen that strategy work, and then we also saw last year, if you remember, the Stuart Haas racing cars. For the first time ever, four cars, they kind of created somewhat of a blockade at the front of the field and protected themselves all day, and one of them ended up winning, Eric Almirola. Um, Toward the end, (laughs) everyone turns on each other, right, even if you're teammates, but strategy will make a, a big part of this race, whether it's at the front of the field or the back of the field.
2: Of course, Alan. Another name we got to look forward to is another former Talladega winner, Ricky Stenhouse, who I believe in the last five Talladega races has finished in the top five and four of them. Uh, obviously, Ricky and a very aggressive driver, uh, maybe not making friends with some of his fellow drivers out there this season, but he's obviously going to be one to watch today.
1: He is and this is what I love about the Super Speedway racing. It, it kind of Uh, Some people call it luck, but it it, it is a skill, and it is absolutely a skill, and we see that skill come up with drivers like Brad Kislowski and we see it come out with drivers like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And, And some people don't like that he's so aggressive because it's so dangerous out there. But look, you just mentioned his record. Being aggressive pays off, especially at a track like Talladega. Some people are timid. Some people are timid to get out of line or try to make a move in fear of going back a few positions. But the, the payoff is enough where you're, if you can get to the front, that's the best place to be, right? So we've seen Ricky Stenhouse be aggressive and go to the back a little bit, but it also pays off in him getting to the front and leading this race. And sometimes it ticks people off because they are just not moved that everyone is suited to make. Stenhouse is one of those drivers. He's not looking for friends. He's looking for a trophy.
2: Alan Kavanaugh from Fox Sports joining us here in WGR's Fast Track. Uh, Stenos kind of fits in this next category, but uh, of course, the uh, Super Speedway races have always been known to provide us with those uh, dark horse slash underdog winners. You know, even going back to Bobby Hillen in the 1980s at tracks like this, I don't know, there's a lot of good names you could put on this list. Uh, Your Matt Benedetto's, your Ty Dillon's, your front row motorsports cars. Uh, You know, if you're building a fantasy team or a FanDuel team, Alan, there's lots of, of fun picks you can add today.
1: Absolutely. Two, two drivers I'm looking at, you mentioned him, Matt DiBenedetto. I talked to him earlier this week on Race Hub, And remember, he's led the most laps in the Daytona 500, mm-hmm. track, just like Talladega. It may be a little different racing today, but you can't discount that because through no fault of his own, he got taken out in a wreck. But uh, those Toyotas are strong, and Matt DiBenedetto proved himself to be a good plate racer, and I think he can do it again today if he can stay out front or at least stay there until the end like we were talking about the strategy another one i'd be looking at uh, you don't always think about the sixth car anymore but ryan newman has done great things now that he's moved over to roush fenway racing he's improved where that car is running where that car we've expected it to run and he's a good plate racer so for two cars you may not think of long odds if you will matt benedetto and ryan newman in the six car.
2: And we look at the, pull back and look at the season as a whole so far this year. Obviously, the Gibbs and, and Penske cars have dominated this season. But what are some early season surprises and maybe an early season disappointment for you so far this year?
1: Yeah, I, I think that goes both ways. It, it just depends on who you're a fan of, right? <laughs> yeah, it is surprising. That Joe Gibbs Racing and Stewart Haas Racing are the only two organizations. I'm sorry, Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske are the only two organizations to have wins. That is surprising. Uh, Kyle Bush has dominated the entire season, it seems like, in every series. I cover the truck series for NASCAR, and, mm-hmm. and he's won three of those races, four of those races. And uh, so it's also on the same end, it, it's both surprising and disappointing if you are a Stewart Haas Racing fan to not have anything yet. I mean, look, they set their own bar, right? I mean, we are judging them by the bar that they set last year with all those wins, Kevin Harvick getting eight wins, dominating. I'm talking leading laps and just being there at the end of all these races, and they have nothing to show for it quite yet. And that is surprising, and they they should be worried. We're we're a quarter of the way into the season, and this is something that, you know, we have plenty of time to go. But they need to be worried. And if you're also if you're a Hendrick fan, no wins for Chevy's so far. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about earlier this week that, you know, what do you want to see in Talladega? I want to see the Chevy's show up because the more <laughs> the more drivers you have up there in the mix, the better the racing is, right? I mean the more competitive cars you have, the better the racing is. So I think it's time for I think Chase Elliott will have a great day. Kurt Bush is always great on super speedways. But all those Chevy teams need to show up and make a better show.
2: Alan, you mentioned the Truck Series, and you're back to work next weekend because they're going to be at Dover along with uh, the Cup Series next weekend, and despite Kyle Busch uh, on a four-race win streak there in the Truck Series, uh, Niagara on the Lake Zone, Stuart Friesen, they're leading the points, and uh, he's off to a good start this year in a very competitive Truck Series.
1: Absolutely, and he's only getting better, Stuart Friesen, and we're just waiting. We're just waiting for him to finally get that win. Right. He's I mean, I hate to say a a record, or it's not exactly a good record, but, I mean, the most second-place finishes, he's tied right now, you know, for the most Mm second-place in history without getting his first victory. And you know it's there. He's come so close. I I like working down in the pits because a lot of times I'll have his pit and I'll know, you know, kind of the story of what's going on each race. And Stuart Friesen comes so close, him and his uh, crew chief and the team, they're knocking on the door. And, uh, and like you said, leading the points, and that's what's important. We can't overlook that. I know Kyle Busch may get the headlines, but Stuart Friesen leading the points, positioning himself for a good championship run. That'll be fun to see for everyone up north.
2: Uh, let's get a couple plugs in for you. You mentioned it already, your podcast, uh, Positive Regression, with, uh, I believe, uh, David Smith, right, from Motorsports Analytics?
1: Yeah, we started a podcast this year, and it's uh, it's kind of nerdy, you
2: know, <laughs> if you're a NASCAR fan. and
1: But especially if you are into, like, say, daily fantasy or if you are into setting a fantasy lineup every Sunday, I promise you it will help. Follow me on Twitter. I'll kind of direct you to where exactly you want to listen. Each week, if you want to fast-forward a little bit. But we just get into it. You know, things like baseball and everything, they have these advanced statistics that, that people are really starting to get used to and appreciate. NASCAR deserves that, deserves that type of conversation, and I think that's what we provide.
2: Yeah, I've listened to a couple episodes, really enjoy it. I think you guys are, are doing a great job with that. And then also, uh, what's coming up on Race Hub this week?
1: Um, th- this will be fun. We're talking about Northern drivers, modified drivers. Yes. Do a fun series called uh, ride to work. And uh, we're making our season debut this year, of ride to work with a uh, young man, Ryan Priest, the rookie. And uh, you know, him and I are both from Connecticut. Both yeah. came up uh, driving the same way. Obviously he's a little more talented and, uh, <laughs> he's driving, but we have a, a very fun episode of ride to work coming up on Wednesday on race up. And that's every night at 6 PM.
2: Very good. Uh, do you do want, do you want a bill? Do you want to grade the bills draft class for us?
1: Yes, I will give... The, I'm a solid Bills fan. I appreciate you for asking, and um, I'll give it a solid B, only because look, there's, there's nothing sexy about it, about it, but they went and they got good defenders. I say, whenever in doubt, go and get an SEC defender. You know, they drafted guys from big schools like Miami. That'll never hurt you. I do wonder what they're doing at running back, and I wonder, you know, the two tight ends they drafted. I, I just wonder, you know, they got a running back and two tight ends. I'm wondering who uh, Josh is going to throw it to still come next year, but... I will put our faith in, uh, in the higher-ups over in Buffalo and say, uh, you know, 2020 Super Bowl champions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alan Kavana, Fox Sports. Follow him on Twitter, at CopaKavanaugh. Alan, uh, you know, weekend off for you, so I appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the race from home, and then have a great weekend next weekend at Dover.
1: No problem. I appreciate it. Talladega, one of the, one of the most fun races to watch of the year, so I'm going to enjoy it as well. All
2: right. Take care, Alan. Thanks you. Alan Cavana from Fox Sports joining us here and uh, catch him on Race Hub. Again, every, every day at 6, Monday through Friday there on Fox Sports 1. And, and check out the – if you're, again, a analytics person or a stats person, check out the uh, Positive Regression podcast he does. It is pretty interesting stuff. All right, we get back um – open phones for this next segment close out the program 803 551 888 550 also we'll take a swing around some of the dirt tracks that are opening up in these next couple of weeks i'll try and highlight uh, which tracks are opening one and what's on their early season schedules we wrap up fast track here on wgr
0: hey this is bubba wallace driver of the number 43 chevrolet and you're listening to wgr
2: sports radio 550 good to hear my uh, broadcast partner there john gerler <laughs> Add for the Buffalo Bandits, yes, playoffs this Saturday night. Get your playoff tickets. Bandits Black Wolves, seven thirty this Saturday at the KeyBank Center. Um, I think we'll. I don't know if we're actually. I'm not sure if we're on GR or ESPN fifteen twenty with the broadcast on Saturday night. So stay, uh, one of the, we either uh, will be on this station Saturday or or uh, down the dial at fifteen twenty for uh, Bandits Black Wolves. If you can't go, but you want to tune in, uh, but you should go because. It's awesome, and they won again last night. Uh, regular season finale beat the San Diego Seals eighteen to seven. I was worried about not worried because they had the first place locked up, but since they didn't have anything to play for, and it's a trip out west of San Diego for the first time, you know, I, I was prepared for a letdown. But nope they uh, they played another just strong full team effort, kind of like they did against New England a couple of weeks ago. Uh, these back these last two efforts have been phenomenal. Of uh, All three facets, offense, defense, goaltending, even in transition to just uh, two great games to round out the regular season. Uh, Got some help from Georgia, locked up the number one overall seed. And uh, the road, hopefully, to the NL Cup comes through Banditland. And it starts this Saturday night against the Black Wolves in the first round. Uh, But that's the, the lacrosse side of my world. Now back to the racing side of my world as we wrap up Fast Track here on WGR. Dave Buchanan here with you. Uh, as I said, the uh, local track's starting to get open. They wanted open this weekend, but unfortunately Mother Nature did not let them, although uh, I guess Merrittville did have a, uh, a private test session, uh, uh, track rental I should say, not not secret or anything, but someone rented the track there at Merrittville, so there was some on-track action. Uh, but coming up this weekend, a uh, lot of the dirt track's starting to open up. Uh, Ranceville opens up the season this Friday night at 7.15 uh, with uh, all the divisions along with the uh, new uh, Street Sox series with the Humberstone Speedway. That gets going this Friday night. Uh, Merrittville they have a practice session on Wednesday and then they're racing Saturday night, May fourth, with all their divisions, including the uh, Hoosier Stock Duel on the Dirt Series. Humberstone uh, had supposed to have their eve or their Dawn of Destruction today, but that got canceled due to the weather. That is going to be uh, next Sunday, May fifth. They don't get going till May nineteenth with their season. They have practice on May the twelfth. Uh, Freedom Motorsports Park, they are this year focusing on the super late models as their top division. They're also running a little more of a smaller schedule, kind of running uh, every other week uh, or when, you know, so they're running a smaller set of events. But uh, the super late models are the headline division at uh, Freedom this year. They have a practice session, uh, both Saturday and Sunday next week, including an Enduro next Sunday. Their opening night will be May the 10th with the Superlates. Uh, They're still running Dirt Car Sportsman Weekly, uh, Street Stocks, Mini Stocks, and Bandit. State Line Speedway also, uh, I believe, was had it supposed to practice this week and that got rained out their opening night down there in busty New York is this coming Saturday with a uh, thousand dollar to win challenger special and all of their six divisions are racing that gets going at seven o'clock and then the Genesee Speedway was supposed to have an enduro yesterday but again rained out Uh, they are opening up their season this Saturday night May 4th with uh, the crate lates uh, the sportsman street stock mini stocks and bandits uh, this Saturday night at the Genesee Speedway in Batavia so all the dirt tracks get going Uh, just about this week or in the uh, coming weeks. On the pavement side of things here in western New York, good news and and some bad news. Uh, Good news is Lancaster Speedway looks like it's going to be racing this year as the track has been sold, as we kind of knew uh, a couple of weeks ago. But uh, it looks like all systems go with uh, Vito Antonicelli and Mike Swinarski uh, buying the track. Uh, They do have a dragway drivers meeting on Tuesday uh, the stock car program sounds like it's still being put together exactly what they're going to do. Uh, that's about all I have for you on that point, but uh, stay tuned as uh, details will continue to come out. Uh, Wyoming County Speedway, they do have practice this coming Saturday uh, afternoon. They've got three weeks or two weeks of practice before opening on May the 18th at the Wyoming County National Speedway in Perry, New York. And the track at Hillside Buffalo, uh, there are more questions than answers regarding their season. They do have a schedule, but uh, practice was canceled, and... They haven't had any driver's meetings yet either this year that I believe of, so uh, some question marks over at the track at Hillside. But uh, Wyoming County is uh, guaranteed to go on May 18th, and we'll hopefully have a Lancaster stock car schedule here in the coming weeks and some kind of season out there. Uh, luckily, we do have uh, Spencer Speedway. They're going to run, as we mentioned, this their six races with uh, the Race of Champions and Jeff DeMink partnering up on that operation and uh, the Race of Champions Modifieds get going May 18th out at the Shimung Speedrome in, down in the Southern Tier. So a great uh, local racing season is now uh, right on our doorsteps. Uh, hopefully get out to the tracks this weekend. And in these coming weeks, help support our local racers. And we'll be looking forward to getting the local racing roundup fired up here in the coming weeks to recap all the action for you on a fast track. So thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget, uh, NASCAR Race from Talladega coming up today on WGR, pre-race at 1. Green flag coming up uh, just after 2 o'clock. And uh, follow us on Twitter during the race so we can uh, talk about it and maybe freak out about some crazy crashes. We'll see what happens uh, today with the uh, new uh, uh, Super Speedway package there at Talladega. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on WGR.